0: Hey everyone, Pastor Blake Harkup here from Bedrock, Sarasota. I just wanted to take a minute to welcome you to our podcast. We hope that you get to know God more, that you feel encouraged, and that you see how God's moving in your life from a brand new perspective. Enjoy today's message.
1: Uh, Well, good evening. It's good to be with you tonight. And uh, there's really a lot of reasons why I'm thankful to be with you. Um, Number one, uh, I remember the glimmer in in Blake's eyes when he thought and he started thinking, I'd like to plant a church. I was there. I I remember when he started talking to Kelsey about it and and then he'd come to me and and ask me questions. And then I had this crazy idea. Um, I said, why don't you do it on Saturday night? Because uh, where I pastored here locally, we were Saturday night only. So I'm just glad he kept, you know, he did what he said he was going to do and he would have a Saturday night service because I love Saturday night. And I know you're on Sunday mornings as well, but I'm just so thankful to be here on Saturday night because I was at the original first time you met at First Baptist downtown. Uh, I remember coming and I'm so thankful to see what God's doing through bedrock. Second of all, why why this is special tonight is I'm on the board of SSIS School, and uh, I just want to say thank you. There are times in life that we, as uh, Christ followers, um, show our love in different ways. And I just want to say thank you as a board member of this school, to say thank you, to love our staff and our children the way that you're doing Because many times in life, we don't get to to express it, especially in the public school system. But this church has adopted this school um, to be part of the ministry and the love extension of what I think Jesus is all about, just to be honest. I I think this is what he's about. So it's a privilege for me to say thank you. I was just sitting here looking and knowing this has been changed over and over and how you made it look so beautiful. But more importantly, as I know the stories behind it, I know how Dr. Srika Evans, just, you mean so much to her. And that matters to me. It matters to Jesus. And I just want to say thank you. Um, tonight, you know, uh, I always told my congregation, I said, if you're new tonight, visit three times. Always give a, ch- a church a chance. And I know Blake and the staff well enough that if this isn't your your style, your type of church, they'll help you find a church. They'll help you find a place to be. But especially tonight, since I'm not the pastor here, and I might offend you in some ways. um, If you are offended by me, just email Blake about it. But um, visit three times if you're new. Give it a chance. And um, so I'm always privileged to share in different contexts, different churches, uh, retreats. But most of all, um, City Commit, what, what we founded about 10 years ago, allows me to be with hundreds and thousands of people here locally. And um, so I'm privileged to speak every every week. And I speak to inmates and uh, addiction recovery. So I've seen about 12,000 to 13,000 in that program and then CEOs, business owners. And, um, and I see different contexts. I spend time, believe it or not, with, with Republicans and Democrats. I, I spend time in the African-American uh, community and Hispanic, Caucasian. I, I run with the young and the old and, and I'm just so thankful to be where God has me right now in my life, at my age, a little older, um, to be able to share tonight. I believe um, in, in my life Personally, when I see in scripture, and then just meeting with a wide range of people that I think is in the top three game changers of life. Um, I'm not saying it's number one, except I think I put it number one, but I think that I'd put this on the top of the top three game changers for our life. And you might be here tonight and you go, Brian, I'm not really. I'm not one of the, the Christian people. I'm, I'm on a spiritual journey. I want to share with you, I'm so thankful you're here. But second of all, this, this principle in our life applies to you too. As you're looking over the wall and seeing what maybe Christianity is supposed to be or look like, this is a big one. So if that's you, I just want to say I'm glad you're here, and I, and I hope it applies in some way. Um, here's what I found in life. I don't, I don't know about you. There's something that's been in me that's well, probably the last year or two, and it's this statement. It just simply saying, says this. It's th- those things in life that I don't know that I don't know that will change my present and the future. It's those things in life that I just didn't know that I didn't know that changed my present and the future. Let me give you a couple examples. I didn't know that the more I die to myself, the more I get to live the life I've always wanted. I just didn't know that. I didn't know that the more I sowed financially um, with my time and talent, I I didn't know what I didn't know in my mid-20s, that I would get to live the life that I've always wanted. They're almost paradoxical. They're almost opposites in some way. It's those things in life that I just didn't know, that I didn't know, that once I became aware of it, it changed my present and my future. And I want to talk about that tonight. But before we begin, would you pray with me? And we're going to do um, the famous prayer Jesus taught his disciples. Would you say that with me? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you. What's interesting about that prayer is the last part we prayed is not in the Bible know that the final part of that prayer is not even in the bible can i tell you the next scripture that comes after it matthew chapter 6 verses 14 and 15 it says this for if you forgive other people when they sin against you your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive others their sins your father will not forgive you your sins. Read that again. Would you please just quietly, would would you meditate on that? So I want to ask you a question, and I'd like you to respond to me. I like people talking back. What's these verses mean? If I forgive others, then he'll forgive me. But if I don't forgive others, let me be sure I read it right. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Help me. What's that mean? Say that again. Okay. Okay. And I would also want to put a caveat here and just say, it's not going to be that my, my salvation eternity is in question. I don't think that's what this verse means. But could it be that it's, it would say this: When I'm in right right relationship with others, then I'm in right relationship with God. However, if I'm not in right relationships with God with others, then I'm not in right relationship with God. Would that be fair to say? I think it'd be fair to say. And if I'm not in relationship well with God, then that could impact things in my life, especially my destiny. If I'm not in right relationship with you, which means I'm not in right relationship with God, That means that there is some type of conflict, or there's something in the midst of us that would be a blockage with my relationship with the Father. So the question would be really, what what should we look like? What should we look like? So I just, I love the Colossians chapter 3 passage that the Apostle Paul says. He said, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and bearing with each other and forgiving one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you, and on all these virtues, put on love. Man, it makes me think of my own life right now. Is is that what... Is that, what, is that what would you would know about me? And many of you don't know me, but some of you know me. But would those be words that would I be identifying me? And would I see that in you? But then drill down a little closer, and you can talk to my wife, Marlene, and my sons, Micah, and Isaac, and my daughter, Hannah, because that's where the rubber really meets the road and say, is that what... Is that that my life right there? And tonight, I really want to... This is the game changer called forgiveness. This is it. This is what I experienced with the thousands I met and in my own life. I think this one is is a top three key to our life. But I, I believe this. I think Jesus has more urgency toward this sometimes more than I do. Here's my concern, is that for me, that he brings more weight to this issue more than I bring this weight and urgency to the issue. Because if I look through the scriptures, I see Jesus really moving and operating in, the, in this whole area of love and forgiveness. And I think that's a challenge for me, And maybe, maybe an urgency as well for you. Because it's those things in life that I don't know that I don't know that will change my present and the future. And there were just things I just didn't know. And let me just share with you a few of those thoughts tonight. I hope in some way this will be practical for you, it's not just theological but I hope it's practical. Number one, forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a choice. I never knew this. I know some of you are like, well, Brian, that's obvious. No one told me that until I was in my mid-20s. That forgiveness is a choice. I was waiting for the feeling. I would forgive you if you hurt me When I knew that you experienced uh, as much pain or more pain than I did. If you died over it, cool. But I was just, I wanted to forgive you when I knew you caused the pain and I wanted to be sure you experienced some pain and then I'd forgive you. Not that you do that. That's what I did. Until someone taught me that forgiveness is a choice, it's not a feeling. And if you're waiting for the feeling, most likely it would not come. In fact, I didn't have a mechanism on how to deal with all this sometimes bitterness in me or resentment. Because I find in life, I don't know about you, but I find resentment and bitterness to come so easy. Do you ever feel like offense comes easier than forgiveness? It's almost it's almost our second nature sometimes. And some of you are saints in the room. And I mean this. This is not sarcastic. Some of you are so far along in this area, farther than me, that you do not hold grudges. You don't find offense. You forgive easy. I'm trying to learn more and more in this area. Because I, I, I find out that because forgiveness is a choice more than, and not a feeling, I know this. If I don't deal with my past and my present and my resentments, my hurts, in the recovery, we call it our hurts, habits, and hangups. If we don't deal with our past, it will show up in our present and our future. If I don't deal with my past, if you don't deal with your past resentments and hurts, it'll continually show up. Anger. Let's go to the next one. Rage. Defensiveness. Judgment. Blame. Having a victim mentality. If you you sense that this is part of your life or my life, then I have to go back and go, you know what? It's just showing up time and time again. Why do we continue to do the things? I don't, I don't know how many people that have come in to me and said, Brian, why do I do the things over and over and over? And I immediately go, let's go talk about your past. And have you, have you cleaned up your past? In, in recovery, it's the fourth and fifth step. It's, it's doing this deep inventory of our past, those that we've hurt and those that have hurt us, our good characteristics, and our, and our struggles, our character defects, and then we, we go through a process. And in that, we find that we need to share that with God and another person. Most people that do not and struggle with addiction is they never get through steps four and five. And by the way, we're all addicts. And if you're offended with that, email Blake. Isn't it true, though? We all, are, we all have hurts habits and hangups. And if not, I'm in the wrong place. But I believe we all recognize that. And until we really begin this journey of forgiveness, it'll always show up in our present and our future. And and here's here's the scary part. We, we, in recovery, we say, be sure you've got your side of the street clean. Because I, when I forgive someone, here's the scripture reference. Romans chapter 12, verse 17, it says, Do not repay anyone for evil, evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As far as it is with you. Brian, as far as it is with you, be at peace with everyone. And and I can't guarantee their response, but I know that you've done your best. And because of that, you are in right relationship with me. And if not, your destiny and your purpose in life will be hindered. Here's... And during worship time, I, I felt like I got a download from the Holy Spirit, is that he would even say this, if you, if you hold resentment and bitterness in your life and you're not willing to do that, that faith walk of choosing to forgive, that will be a generational thing. That will be passed on into your children and grandchildren. And here's another one, it'll be permeating in the church. It'll impact the organization. If we don't do work in this area, if we're not willing to, our very futures are going to be impacted. I think that's as urgent as we can get. Erwin McManus, he's a great author, pastor, I love him. He wrote a book called The Last Arrow, and this is what he said in this. If for no other reason it's important to set your past on fire to set yourself free from all the things that you keep holding on to, that keeps holding on to you. Set the bitterness on fire. Light it up with forgiveness and watch it burn. Put the wounds behind you. Put the betrayal behind you. Put the disappointment behind you. Put the regret behind you. Put the failures behind you, or better yet, cut them into pieces, turn them into an altar, and let them burn. All that stuff is just baggage. It's too much weight to carry, and it will weigh you down and hold you back. Urgent? It's urgent. Because of the role that I've played in my past, I think I have experienced the freedom not that I'm perfect, I've grown in this area, and I still, every day, make an inventory of my life and say, is there anything I've done or has it been done to me that I need to make amends with? But many people who, who've just kind of seen me as maybe their pastor, they, they kind of had three things that, that always came up that I wanted to be sure to address tonight about forgiveness. Number one, many people would say, Pastor, the feeling came back again. That meant that I didn't forgive him. And I said, No, 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 no. You did forgive him. You just have to choose to forgive him again over and over and over. See, some people have guilt and shame in their life because they, they look back and you thought you forgave them, but the feeling came back again resentment and hurt and anger and betrayal. And you feel guilty about it. And I said, Forget the guilt, forget the shame. It's just most likely that'll come back again and again, and everything you have to do is you're gonna have to choose to forgive again and again and again. Number two, I would say this. I would say that people come to me and and their worry is this. If I forgive them, Brian, that condones their action. If I forgive them it excuses their behavior and and I would just share with you this no it doesn't no it doesn't it doesn't excuse their behavior and the hurt that you're holding on to you're gonna have to allow God to take the vengeance I, I think so many times it's that faith walk to say in some way We need to keep that blanket of resentment and hurt and betrayal because it does feel good, doesn't it? It feels so good. That coat, that's so familiar sometimes. And quite frankly, I don't want to give up that coat sometimes because in essence, I'm almost saying it's letting them off the hook. And I would just say it's not letting them off the hook. It's actually allowing you to get off the hook. And number three, I think sometimes people... People think God demands us to go back into that relationship again. If I forgive them, that means I have to trust and reconcile. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. To the best of your ability, reconcile. But there's there's cases where you can forgive, but it doesn't require you to trust again. It, It means that you can forgive, but you don't have to be in that toxic relationship. It means sometimes you can't be in a relationship with a narcissist. And so sometimes you're going to have to be in boundaries. But I can forgive, but that does not require my trust. Sometimes I, I didn't want to forgive. And yet I can love. I've learned how to forgive and love, but that doesn't mean that I let them close. I can love from a distance with beautiful love. I hope, I've, I hope I've grown in this area um, because quite frankly I think I would never have reached part of the destiny that God wanted for me if I held on to my past pain because what he did to me was so wrong the way he abused me mentally emotionally it was so wrong and it captivated me for years he moved on i didn't was looking for that feeling to come, and it never did. Until one day, God prompted me to take a chair and put it in the kitchen when Marlene was gone, and I began to visualize Weeping. I'm letting you go. I forgive you. Over and over. When the feelings came back, I went back to the chair. Over and over. Not condoning what he did. But I let him go. Because I refused Refused that he would impact my destiny. My best friend betrayed me. How could he have done that? My best friend, the one I counted on, betrayed me. And here's what stinks. He got what he wanted. He just, One thing to be betrayed. It's another thing that they get what they want. But I put them them in a chair. And I forgive you for that betrayal because you will not hold me back from my destiny. By the way, I wouldn't be here tonight without that betrayal. city would have not have started. We wouldn't have reached thousands because there's a verse that we hold on to, isn't it? Romans 8, 28, right? And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. And you might not get to see it this side of heaven. But in this case, there's a place where I go in a weird way. Thank you For your betrayal. Come on. I'm free. I'm free. But I've met with a lot of people. And you know what? Sometimes it's not this issue. It's this issue. What if you don't forgive yourself? I mean, I, mean I, I meet with a lot of people in different circumstances, millionaires to, to inmates, and this one is, is beleaguered with shame and guilt. In fact, there's people who can easily forgive others, but they haven't forgiven themselves. And the shame and guilt has chained them to their past. And they have not moved on in life because they can't even forgive themselves. Now, the only answer that I have, no matter where I'm at, is Jesus Christ. I don't know any other mechanism except what Jesus did on the cross and his forgiveness through his blood and his resurrection his ascension, and his promise to come back someday? That frees me from my guilt and shame. It's easy to preach the gospel. It's another one to embrace it. Do you embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ? Because it's so easy to share it but not say it applies to me. And there was a point where I, I was living in some guilt and shame and, and really the Holy Spirit confronted me and said, It's interesting, Jesus' blood covers everyone else except except you, Brian, and at the core of that is pride because if you don't think the blood of Christ applies to you, you are a very prideful man. I've been confronted on this. In Ephesians chapter 1, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of his sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. It's because he forgave us that we can forgive others. Sometimes I think Jesus, we're in a different relationship with God. There is is some type of clog in our relationship because I think sometimes Jesus is like, how could you not forgive others when I forgave you? How could you not extend that grace because of the grace that I've extended you? And so maybe that's the challenge tonight. Because quite frankly, the good news of Jesus Christ is just that. The good news of Jesus Christ. And I hope tonight, as John comes up and and just kind of wraps up tonight, that you would consider not only this, this idea of the game changer called forgiveness, but the impact for not making a move on it. Let me just put it this way. As I was sharing tonight, did anything occur that engaged you? A feeling? A name? A person? Something inward? I would just want to let you know that's the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was prompting you to do something with it tonight I, I have these chairs and really maybe tonight as we close you would consider to make a move i i would really con, i would i don't know how you do it in the church but sometimes we need to make an urgent move Because it demands something now. And um, if you feel in freedom here, I hope you do, that if you want to come forward and just maybe use this as an altar, and maybe you need to see somebody in this chair, that you've just got to go, i got to let go. I've been chained too long. In some cases, they've moved on, and I have. it's hard because it's called faith that you're allowing God to do his work in you and he'll take care of the rest or maybe you'd be over here and go I'm guilt ridden I feel so much shame in my life I don't know if I can embrace the gospel it seems like it's good for everyone else but that it is enough for me, Jesus, what you down the cross.
0: Thank you for jumping into today's message, and we truly hope that you were encouraged. If you were encouraged, would you like and share this with someone that you truly love and care about? It may just be the thing that they need to get through this week. Also, let us know how the message impacted you, and please let us know any ways that we can be praying for you. But finally, I just wanted to take a minute to thank all of our supporters and those who give generously to make all that we have and do here at Bedrock happen. If you'd like to support us, you can do that really quickly by texting 84321 with any amount and setting up text to give, or you can give on our website. Thank you once again for all that you do, and we hope to see you soon.